0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You're listening to the award-winning Probably True. Please be aware that this podcast may contain strong language and adult themes. It would be boring otherwise. A friend of mine almost ruined threesomes for me the other day. Which was stupid, because she was saying how she'd never had one. And normally, that would be enough reason to discount anything she had to say on the subject. You know, like, shut up, Felicia, you don't know what you're talking about. But she followed it up with, I'd never have one because I'd be worried I might be the least attractive person of the three. And that thought's been with me since. I've had to cancel almost all the threesomes I had lined up this week. No one wants to be the least attractive person in a room, especially if that room is full of naked people who are all going to town on each other. It's more pronounced in larger group sessions, I suppose, and it really sucks when you're in a room of six or seven or more naked, horny men, all of them doing things to one another, and none of them want to do anything with you, no matter what you do or how nicely you ask, I imagine. That's certainly never happened to me. And you know, there's always the kind of balancing act and the politics of making sure that everyone's getting enough attention, and also making sure you're getting your fair share of time on the one you fancy most, and doing your best to gently discourage or distract someone that you're not really that into. Maybe this is the modern-day equivalent of elegant society balls, where you're the blushing young debutante who's itching for a twirl around the dance floor with some eligible young bachelor. But you know, you're also going to have to get through a couple of rounds of gentle shimmying with some gamy old duke with bad breath who's going to try and get you to have a foxtrot with him later. And you know, speaking of someone who has, on occasion, been the metaphorical equivalent of the duke of sexual disinterest, don't be a dick about it. You can say no thank you to a bumming from someone you don't fancy without ruining their evening. Bitchy vibes bring the whole thing down. But back to threesomes. Weird energy is always a little harder to deal with when there's only three of you. I think it's because it's just always there. You can't just hide at the other end of the rimming train and hope that somebody else deals with it. Anyway, yeah. Three random single men can always be a bit hit and miss, as none of you really know each other, so unless you're all black belts in sluttery like I am, it can be difficult to get right. There's always the worry that one of you is going to turn out to be a bit weird and intense and have a massive strop about you not tickling his nipples clockwise or something, or he insists on referring to it as his boy pussy or something equally revolting. Seriously, that phrase is guaranteed to make me throw up a little bit in my mouth, and Mr. Happy becomes Mr. Very, Very Sad. If it's possible to get an inverse erection, like it shrivels up and tries to go back inside my body, then that is the phrase that would trigger it. Anyway, it's much easier to get the energy right with two people, because that's pretty much the whole point of the seduction and flirting and getting to know one another thing. It doesn't always need to be the same, but it does need to be compatible, and sometimes it's just not, you know, with two people, three people, however many. There was a guy I hooked up with a couple of times, definitely more times than was necessary to work this out but his energy was a lot more frantic than mine he was always like oh yeah do that now this now turn around oh yeah now on all fours yeah oh do it on one leg yeah bend me over ah." it was just confusing and exhausting imagine a dildo in a tumble drive and you're pretty much there I heard someone on another podcast say that being in the middle of a threesome was like being an accordion. You're sort of being pushed and pulled from two different ends. I think if you do it right, it's a bit more like those old-timey railway carts with the handles. You know, one of you on either side going up and down, up and down in the right rhythm so you can get some speed up. Up and down, up and down. You sail along towards your destination. Up and down, up and down. It's the Jiztown Express calling at Spunk Junction and sorry about the sheets, Phil. Anyway, yes, it's always much easier to be a third if the other two are a couple. Usually they've been together a while, so they have their sexual vibes together and down and sorted. And unless they're constantly bringing villagers back to the castle, they'll also be a little bit more attentive and generally better mannered. And as Samantha from Sex in the City taught us, it's always better to be the guest star. You get more attention that way because the whole thing becomes about you. Which is nice, as long as the couple involved are actually quite emotionally grounded and not just having a threesome because their relationship's basically dead and they're hoping this will revive it. Sounds stupid, but I've known a few couples, let's call them A and B, who invite a third, C, into their bed. Things go well for a while and maybe they even get into one of those smug 21st century three-way relationships, but sooner or later, A and C are moving in together and B's out on his ear. It's all about boundaries, I think, or it should be, maybe. It's certainly more complicated than just slapping bits of flesh together. If you're the guest star, it's your job to be polite, attentive to both your hosts as equally as possible, and to know when to be looking for your pants and heading for the door. If you're a host, then it's important to know that it's not going to fix any of the underlying problems in your relationship, and that the guest star is definitely not auditioning to replace your significant other. I've not been in a relationship long enough to get around to inviting a third guy over. I'm not even usually in a relationship long enough to get bored of the first guy, so I'm not sure how I'd feel about it. Part of me likes to think that I'd be fine with it as long as I knew that my significant other was connected to me on a much deeper level than he is to the random guy he's currently making moan into a pillow. But I don't know that I'd be alright with it for sure. To be honest, I've been on dates with a guy and found myself really into him, and then I start getting really jealous and insecure when he's talking to someone else. You know, The conversation in my head starts to go a bit like, who's that? Who's he talking to? Why is he talking to him like that? Does he know him? Why are they smiling so much? Is he cuter than me? What did he say just then? And this goes round and round and round for ages, and eventually I just have to kind of go, you know what? Calm down, Scott. He's just the barman. You know, while I've been jabbering on, I've been thinking more about this not being the least attractive person in the room scenario. And... If you're not the least attractive person in the room, then that means that there's one or more people that you're about to have sex with who are less attractive than you. It's not something I'd want, to be honest. If you're the hottest person in a threesome, then congratulations, you're about to have sex with two people who are less attractive than you are. The whole premise of someone being more or less attractive than someone else is stupid, because it's based on this idea that there's a scale of attractiveness. Like, I'm a six, he's an eight. Actually, no, I'm definitely an eight, but that's not the point. It's not real. It's plainly bollocks. Everyone is attracted to people for all sorts of reasons. And if someone's attracted to you, it might be for something completely different than what you think. I remember dating a guy who was stunning and thinking he was well out of my league, whatever that means. There's no such thing as leagues, but I didn't know this at that point. And, you know, for whatever reason, maybe it was my wit, maybe it was my charm, maybe it was my enormous penis. He was interested in me and we dated for a while. It was lovely. I was really keen to know what it was with me that he liked so much when there were so many other guys who were, in my eyes, so much hotter. But I never dared ask him. You know, the reason I didn't ask him was because I was worried he was going to say, actually, now that you mention it, I've no idea. Bye! I think what I'm saying is, you know, if someone's into you and you're into them, don't question it. Let it happen. And if you're in a situation where two people are keen to have a threesome with you and they're both hot, brilliant. Best not to worry about if they fancy you or not because people rarely get naked with someone unless they're attracted to them. So, you know, once you're naked, you might as well get confident about it because they knew what they were getting into. You wouldn't be in that situation unless everyone involved wanted to be. I think this is a good lesson for all of sex, really. Just enjoy yourself and stop worrying about who's the most attractive because that's not even a thing. And seriously, if there's one or more naked people doing lovely things to you and all you can think about is yourself, then you might as well just go home and have a wank. <laughs> this was probably true. The award-winning storytelling series written and produced by me, the award-winning Scott Flashheart. If you liked what you've heard, you could share it with your friends, leave a positive iTunes review and sign up at probablytruepodcast.com. If you didn't like it, you can find me on Twitter as Unlikely Lad. Come at me, bro.